Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Milwaukee Bucks rise to the occasion without Giannis. From red flags to a murder charge? How did everyone miss it? Plus, what's making the Brewers the hottest team in baseball? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Without Giannis and Tedekumbo and Trey Young, the Milwaukee Bucks took a pivotal Game 5 win at home, 123-112. Joining me now from Locked on Bucks, Frank Madden. And Frank, this was a series early on that looked like Brook Lopez would just be unplayable. And then in a game where they absolutely needed him to dominate, he was dominant. And Bobby Portis pours in 22 points. He was a plus 14 in this game. What changed for the Bucks front court here? Well, uh, you know, I think most Bucks fans uh, had a near-death fan experience on Tuesday, <laughs> seeing Giannis, you know, <laughs> not only potentially lost for the playoffs, which he still might be, but, you know, the, the idea of him potentially being out all of next year, maybe after that injury, um, you know, your your fan life sort of flashes before your eyes. And, you know, I think the Bucks obviously were shell-shocked in that game after the injury, but they came out tonight looking like a team that was, trying to get to the finals and give Giannis a chance to come back and, and help them and get back in the lineup. But I mean, the guys filling in for him, Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis, you know, Portis slides into the lineup for him, 22 points. I mean, he took 20 shots. So it's not like he was a hyper-efficient scoring night for him, but the energy from him, the way he got the crowd going, um, you know, not a defensive guy by reputation, but he has three steals. I mean, he's picking Lou Williams in ISO uh, just, you know, he was, at one with the crowd, it felt like. And for him to do that on a night when they absolutely needed it uh, was obviously crucial. And then Brooke Lopez, you know, he was increasingly involved in the interior sort of as the se- the regular season wore on. He did more damage inside than, than from the outside in mm-hmm. the second half of the season. But then we didn't see that at all, especially in that net series where they really needed to space him out just to give Giannis driving lanes. And, you know, to be honest, he's the one guy who probably benefits really in terms of spacing with Giannis out, because when Giannis is playing, they really need him to space the floor more. With Giannis not driving in the middle, not needing to get in the paint, Brooke was the guy flashing to the rim. Brooke was the guy on the end of all those lobs around the basket. And, you know, 14 out of 18 from the field, 33 points. You know, Brooke Lopez is a guy who scored 20 points a game previously in his career when he was with the Nets. But, um, you know, he's been a guy that has stepped up at various points in these three years in Milwaukee. They absolutely needed a huge series from him, both offensively and defensively. Because as you said, there have been games where the Bucks, you know, especially game two, they looked great with him dropping in pick and roll. There have been games where they looked like they had to go small with Giannis and P.J. Tucker at the big spots and couldn't really play Brooke that much. They didn't really have much choice but to play him a lot tonight. And they switched everything, which was very interesting. They were switching everything with Brooke and Bobby Portis included in that. And they got enough stops, not necessarily a, an awesome defensive night from the Bucks, as Atlanta did rack up a bunch of points. But, um, you know, Brooke was pretty much unstoppable around the basket. And, you know, again, the steadiness of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton uh, as scorers and facilitators obviously was was kind of the bedrock. But uh, but yeah, just 
big, big step-up performances from Brook Lopez and Bobby Portis, making you at least forget about Giannis for, for at least one 48-minute period. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, from red flags to a murder charge, how did everyone miss it? That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The NFL has fined the Washington football team $10 million as a result of the league's investigation into the team's workplace culture. The money will be used to support organizations committed to character education, anti-bullying, healthy relationships, and related topics, the league said. You know, all the things Washington wasn't committed to. All senior executives, including the Snyders, will take part in training in workplace conduct, covering topics such as bullying, diversity, and inclusion. LGBTQ plus issues, microaggressions, and unconscious bias. So, nothing. Really? Great. Shohei Otani, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Fernando Tatis Jr. are heading to their first All-Star Games. As starters, the three headline stars of the 2021 dominated the second phase of fan voting at their respective positions to earn starting spots for the 91st All-Star Game scheduled for July 13th at Coors Field in Denver. Guerrero and Tatis were the leading vote getters in each league while Otani finished with the second highest percentage in the AL. Trevor Bauer embroiled in controversy in the wake of sexual assault allegations is still on track to make his next scheduled start on Sunday. Bauer has been accused by a woman of choking her until she lost consciousness, punching her in several areas of her body and leaving her with injuries that required hospitalization over the course of two sexual encounters earlier this year, according to a domestic violence restraining order filed in L.A. County Superior Court this week. Dave Roberts spoke with reporters prior to their game tonight. Uh, do you still expect him to pitch on Sunday? Uh, we do. We do. Um, as of now, we're kind of in the middle of uh, letting the commissioner's office, Major League Baseball, handle this. Uh, it's in their hands. And right now, our... Uh, our, our kind of direction was to just move forward um, and uh, not do anything as far as the player and Trevor. And so our plan is he is going to start on Sunday. Does that trouble you at all? That is my pitch. Well, there's nothing that it, it's actually right. It's out of our hands. Um, regardless of what direction the organization want to do, it's uh, it's something that this is what has to happen. And so it's out of everyone's hands. It has certainly not been a banner week for sports to show women they care about what they think or how they feel or what their experience is, even a little bit. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for tonight on betonline.ag. In 2016, the United States earned 46 gold medals at the Summer Olympics. Heading into the 2021 Summer Games, the betonline.ag line for the U.S. gold medal count is over under 42 and a half gold medals. China has the second highest total for gold medals. Their bet online that aging line for that over under is 35 and a half. Our neighbors to the north don't have very promising odds. Their bet online that aging line for gold medals is over under four and a half. For all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB or golf odds, betonline.ag has you covered. At least they have poutine. It's fine. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Molson's pretty good too. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. A shocking story 
in the NFL as former Florida State and former Seattle Seahawk receiver Tamarion Terry was indicted on a murder charge related to a 2018 shooting incident in Georgia. Joining me now, Locked On Seahawks host Corbin Smith. And Corbin, this raises a lot of questions about Terry as he went through the draft process, what the Seahawks knew and, and when they knew it. What can you tell us? So this is definitely one of those cases where every NFL team didn't have any intel on this because during the entire pre-draft process, uh, there were questions about some character concerns with him, but nothing nothing like this, nothing of this magnitude. And I can tell you right now, a player that went undrafted especially is not going to get signed by a team if there are some questions. Well, he might be a person of interest in a murder case that's from 2018. So the Seahawks, from what I've been told, they didn't even know about this until the past couple of days. The indictment against him was handed out late last week. So this has been a recent development and the Seahawks quietly moved on from him. And yesterday, I can tell you, I talked to a few sources close to the team and they were suggesting, I, I don't even know if the people in the front office had, had told people lower down the pecking order what was going on because all I was hearing, oh, this is a late June roster move, just shuffling things. And maybe they were not allowed to tell what was going on. But uh, I can tell you right now, the Seahawks, from everything I've been told, didn't know about this till the last couple of days. And then they worked swiftly. They did the only thing they could do in this instance and immediately cut ties with him. And of course he's cleared waivers. No other team picked him up. So as far as we know, this was not a failure by the Seahawks or any other team to sufficiently vet the player or the incidents that this is from 2018. I mean, this is not something that, you know, just happened. Yeah, that's exactly the case here. And like I said, there were a few character red flags that were raised. Um, one thing in particular that I found out about Terry going into this draft process, because he was a very productive player at Florida State, but there were some questions about his effort on the practice field and yelling at coaches during games, things like that. But nothing about being involved in a murder. That, that is not something that had been raised at all. And so, yeah, this, this was all news to the Seahawks and all the other NFL teams. There were other teams that were trying to sign him after the draft concluded. I think the main reason he didn't get picked is because he dealt with knee injuries last year and his production wasn't as good as last year at Florida State more than anything. And so uh, this obviously would have made him undraftable if teams knew about this. But from my understanding, uh, teams didn't have any intel that he was a person of interest in, in this particular case. Yeah, there are character concerns and then there are character concerns. And, and I think we have to make really important designations. It's why I have always said that I think we need to be more specific. We can't just say, oh, off the field issues. What does that mean? Because these are not all created equal. Oh, there, there are character red flags. Well, what does that mean? Because as this case shows, they're not all created equal. What's making the Brewers the hottest team in baseball? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They've got nine awesome base flavors. Coconut almond is my go-to in that group of peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. Double chocolate was my original favorite. Salted caramel, they are also delicious. And the thing about Built Bar that separates them from everybody else, yes, they taste delicious. Are there other bars out there that taste you know, decent, pretty good? Yes. Do they have the kind of health profile that Bilt Bar has? No. 
Those other bars are full of sugar. They're full of fat, whatever it is. That's not Built Bar's deal. They are high in protein and high in fiber while still somehow maintaining a low caloric count and low sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. If you thought there were enough stories in Wisconsin sports, think again. Don't look now, but the hottest team in baseball just might be the Milwaukee Brewers. They are on a nine-game win streak, and they are fighting for the best record in all of baseball right now. Joining me now from Locked On Brewers, Jake Mastriani. And Jake, uh, this is a team that has a lot of uh, uh, disparate pieces and they have they have sort of piecemealed this thing together. This is not a, a team that has the sort of cachet that the Yankees do to bring in the big names every year, but you know, they they make the the key trade for Christian Yelich, and then they make some smart free agent signings, and here they are. Can they be real contenders though in the National League? They can. Um, and it's crazy. We talk about this on the podcast, you know, a lot here lately. Um the Brewers haven't even played their best baseball yet like you look at their overall stats and they're they're top 10 in pitching and they'll probably be higher than that if it weren't for their bullpen their starting pitching is probably top five if not top top three in all of baseball uh, but they're they're top 10 in pitching kind of most rank around the eighth in a lot of categories and, and their offense is 30th in some categories their offense is really bad they haven't you know gotten much from Yelich who was injured a lot this year Colton Wong keeps going on the I.O. Lorenzo Cain's been on the I.O. most of the year. Um, so, I mean, they haven't even clicked on offense yet. Kesson Hira has been in AAA for a lot of the year because he hasn't panned out like they hoped. Now he's back up and, and starting to contribute. So if he gets going, you know, this team could really start to take off, and they are taking off nine in a row. But uh, it's just crazy to think about how many wins this team has racked up, and they're really not even playing their best brand of baseball yet. And I think that's a – a scary outlook for the rest of the national league, because you say, can they win in the NL? Their starting pitching is going to make them contenders in the national league. It's that good with Burns and Woodruff and Peralta. Uh, that top three can go up against anybody uh, in all of baseball right now. So uh, that pitching, that starting pitching alone is going to keep them uh, in games and give them a chance to compete. It's just, will that offense come around to match it? Yeah, you mentioned the 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 pitching part of this. Uh, Burns last night seven uh, seven plus. He gives up just the one earned run, and and starting pitching in the playoffs, we know that that translates. We know that if you have the starting pitching, you can go in and, and win these big playoff series. The question is going to be about the bats, and and that's been something that really has plagued the Brewers for years, especially with clutch hitting. If this team can get healthy, though. Does this lineup have enough? Because it seems like they have certainly guys capable of doing it, but you mentioned guys like Keston Hira was in AAA. He's coming out and now he's mashing the baseball. Uh, and and we know what Christian Yelich is capable of doing. Yeah, it's going to take a move. They Yelich needs some help in the lineup. He needs somebody to protect him. He's getting walked a ton right now. Teams are just pitching around him, not giving him much to hit. So he needs protection in the lineup. It's going to take a trade. They're going to have to get a big right-handed bat behind him unless Keston here does bounce back and become that guy they thought he could be even then they're still going to need a bat 
But but yes, the offense can be good. If you get Colton Wong healthy at the top of the lineup, you know, when he's been healthy, he's been really good getting on base, setting up the guys in the order behind him. You know, Yelich, again, if you can get some protection behind him, I think he can get back to those MVP type levels. Um, you know, right now he's hitting like 250. I mean, he's still getting on base, like I said, a ton, uh, but doesn't quite have the power that, that you would hope for Yelich. Um, so hopefully that starts to come around again. I think that's part of that's just he's not getting a lot of good pitches to drive right now. But I, I think that will come. Keston is a big key. If he can be the 30 home run bat that we thought he could be coming into the season, uh, the rest of the way, you know, that's going to be huge. Avisel Garcia has been really big. Of course, now he's banged up and on the IL. Uh, but they, ha- they have some pieces there uh, to compete. You know, Lorenzo Cain, uh, I don't know how much you can expect from him. He didn't play all of last year. He's getting up there in age. Uh, but, uh, you know, if he can get healthy this second half of the year, it's pretty much been a bust for him in the first half. Uh, but if he can somehow get healthy second half of the season, we know what he's capable of. He has the experience there. So they have guys there that can get it done. Uh, Willie Adamas, somebody I talked about, the, the big trade early in the year. That's really when all the Brewers took off is when they made that trade. Um, I don't have the record in front of me, but their record since they traded for him is just ridiculous. Uh, but I think he's batting, you know, close to 300 since the Brewers traded for him. So he's been really big. Uh, Luis Urias is coming along with the bat a little bit. Um, so, I mean, they have guys, but they, they need, they need another big bat at the trade deadline to really make this offense go and for it to become an offense that can score in the postseason. And finally, as college athletes were officially granted the right to profit off their name, image, and likeness, former USC running back Reggie Bush made it clear he believes the Heisman Trophy he won in 2005 should be returned and his college statistics reinstated. He said, quote, It is my strong belief that I won the Heisman Trophy solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field, and it is also my firm belief that my records should be reinstated. The thing about... What Reggie Bush is saying is he is absolutely right. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next week, we get ready for the NBA Finals. So who joins the Phoenix Suns? We'll have that and a lot more. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.